More Than Words, Episode 10. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm joined by Pastor Wes Hillis. Hi. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Good. Yeah. Um, you know, we got nice weather and yeah, so summer's well. winding down. Yeah. This is kind of the I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like the sweet spot of summer. It's I think like so. cooled off a bit. Yeah. Everyone's ready for routine again yeah. in the next couple weeks. And I know the students are like, I don't want to go back to school, but the parents are like, please. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. I So as a mom of, you know, two junior high kids, I it's not that I want to get rid of them. I love my kids. I love hanging out yeah. with them. It's more that like, okay, we need a bit of, a bit more of a routine because in the summer, the routine like... Flies out the door. Yeah. And every week is different because it's like, are you doing this? Are you working? Do you have a camp? Do you have this? Do you have that? Are you hanging out with friends? You're like, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do like Ready a bit of... <laughs> I like the structure. I just like the structure. Yeah. So I think structure, cool. structure is important, especially for like youth and parents yeah. is having that kind of peace of mind that you know where you're going to be, you know what next week holds, you know how things are going to go. And I think that gives a lot of people a peace of mind, even the mm-hmm. youth who like, I don't want to go to school, but at the same time you do because there is some routine there. You get to see people again. Yeah. You kind of get back. Into this. And so it, there's, there's positives to it. And uh, you know what? There's a, there's a bit of a certainty to it. And I think yeah. that as a people, we like certainty rather oh, than yes. uncertainty. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah. My words of wisdom for the day. Julie's words of wisdom. <laughs> Are like we renaming the podcast? I feel like no, we should I'm have kidding. Just like a little ding that goes after that and then we jump in. <laughs> yeah. So today, um, that's our 10th episode of this series. Um, and so we're going to dive into John 1, first mm-hmm. chapter of John, and this is verse 37 to 42. And this is what it says. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, teacher, which which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to a place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. So before Jesus, you know, began his ministry, Andrew, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. And one day as Jesus walks by, John the Baptist tells his disciples, there is the Lamb of God. On hearing this, Andrew runs toward Jesus and begins to follow, follow behind him. Jesus turns to Andrew and asks, you know, what are you looking for? Not really sure what to say. Andrew blurts out nervously, where are you staying? And Jesus responds, you know, Jesus-like, and he goes, come and see. So Andrew ends up spending the day with Jesus, and from that moment on, is convinced that Jesus is the one, that he is the Messiah. Yeah. So he leaves Jesus for a few moments so that he can go get his brother Peter, and while telling Peter about Jesus, notice how Andrew describes Jesus as the Messiah, as, you know, the Christ. Mm -hmm. After only one day of Jesus, Andrew is a believer that Jesus is the promised one of God. Wow. I think that's a really awesome and amazing thing. Like, yeah, I get it for us today. Like we, we don't see the physicalness of Jesus as mm-hmm. Andrew or the disciples sort of seem. 
But even for them back then to believe this man, to say, no, no, he he is the actual Messiah. He is mm-hmm. the one. And it doesn't mention in their miracles. It doesn't mention it. It's just by his character. Mm-hmm. It's just by who Jesus is, how he, how he, how he was. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I wonder, for us today, if we were able to meet Jesus, would we be able to notice him by his, just his character? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. I would, I would hope yes. I would hope yes. Just having studied the life of Jesus, you know. Yeah, we would hope we would be able to recognize him. Yeah. I think that, I hope that we could. And the thing is, um, Jesus does do this thing with Peter, where he calls him Cephas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's happening is Jesus actually knows these people. He knows them by name. And I think that we would have, be able to find comfort in that as well as being able to know who Jesus is, but mm-hmm. because he also knows us. Yeah. Which is such a weird and also amazing and cool yeah. thing. But something that, um, the thing is, we'll never actually know what Jesus revealed to Andrew about himself that day. It doesn't say. We just kind of have to assume that, you know, it was maybe through his character, maybe through all these things. I, I think that's that's how, because Andrew was just like, I, I know it. Um we can also know that one day is not enough time to understand all there is to know about Jesus. Mm-hmm. We can we, we know that today. Um, I mean, you can study Jesus for a lifetime. Oh, for a lifetime. Still not know everything. And not know everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I cannot imagine a school for a lifetime. <laughs> not a chance. No, come on. We're supposed to be lifelong learners, Wes. Oh, yes. It I doesn't mean that. like school. But I, it, it my brain like... went back to school and I was no. like, no. Come on, continuing to grow, continuing yes, to learn. Yes. yes, absolutely. And I think that we we do grow and we do learn with Jesus, not just through scripture, but also through life. Mm-hmm. I think that we we come to know God a little more and we come to know ourselves even more, but especially when we experience life with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I know for myself, like moving here to Waynefleet, I, I thought, no, God, I'm not really qualified to kind of like, do what i'm doing here like why, why am i here kind of thing like why'd you put me here but i realized traveling through that season of god traveling through that season of jesus that i learned a lot about myself that i am capable and i need to rely on god we did um we do a staff meeting every tuesday we do a yep. staff devotional mm-hmm. and one of the things we talked about was actually relying on god to be receptacle to to god yes and i think that in our lives when we're doing things and when we're we're going about it, we, we really need to be receptacle to yeah. God. And that's how we actually, you know, dive deeper into relations. It's how we actually rely on God more. I think mm-hmm. that's so, so important. Yeah, we've got to, uh, we, I know my picture, I know what you're talking about, was like to have blinders on, to not be able to yeah. see as much of the big picture. And we'll never see the full big picture, but I think sometimes, yeah, we need to take the blinders off and look up. Yeah, absolutely. Don't like blinders. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so jumping back in, we learn about, you know, Andrew kind of really getting to saying like, Jesus is the one after only one day. But even after like years of the disciples knowing Jesus, he still makes comments and they still make these comments where it's like, oh yeah, he, like mm-hmm. he is. Um, Mark four thirteen said, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? So he, he makes these comments of like, you guys should know, like, kind mm-hmm. of know this. He said, and then Mark four forty. 
He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? Mark 8, 21. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? Mark 9, 19. He said, um, He answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? And the Mm -hmm. obvious point here is that the disciples did not at any point before Jesus' death and resurrection fully understand who Jesus was. Mm -hmm. This means that Andrew, after one day, did not have a solid grasp on the doctrine of Jesus. He didn't like have the full grasp of it. Nevertheless, did this stop him from telling others about Jesus? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. What I'm trying to get at is that you don't need to have scripture completely memorized. You don't need to know every single detail about Jesus' time on earth. But to know Jesus, even the size to know that he is the one, to know that he is the Messiah, that he is the Savior, that he died for our sins and all. Mm-hmm. like To know that about Jesus, to know who Jesus is in your life, I think shouldn't stop us from sharing you don't yeah. need to have all this other knowledge you don't need to have study four years at a bible college you don't you don't need that to be able to share who jesus is mm-hmm. as someone who is filled with love and grace and mercy for us yeah and just like the disciples we won't know everything no. when we get to heaven i hope we will have yeah. the rest of our questions answered yeah. and have all the blanks filled in but yeah on I, earth we won't i think i think the the reason we we do this is because as humans, we, we want perfection. Yeah. We want to say, like, I have a full understanding and grasp of all the knowledge, and then I can go and share it. When in reality, you don't always, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you figure things out more when sharing with others. Yep. Sometimes the best thing you can do is actually speak to someone about Jesus, and you realize, oh, there's actually a deeper thing here. There's more here. Mm-hmm. Hold on. And I think that's something that's so amazing and so cool and so specific to jesus i think that you can share and it the thing is it sticks with people i find like let's say we just share about a random thing like i know a lot about soccer yes i can i can share with people that i know a lot and all these things and it's a wonderful it's a beautiful game and all that but it doesn't stick and there's and i know everyone's thinking like well of course it doesn't stick we're in canada but there's other (laughs) things that we can share of that doesn't really stick right away but but Jesus, speaking about Jesus, there is something different there. Mm-hmm. There's something that where it sticks more. It's a little, It has this weight to it that it holds with you. Um, so, yeah. I think that's something that, if we're made in God's image, I think that's something that he put in us. Yes, absolutely. I agree. The desire that when you hear it, something something fizzles differently in your brain when you hear about Jesus. And I yeah. think that God put that in us so that we would be curious about him. And so that when we did hear about it, we would choose him, that yeah. we would um, be drawn to that. I think absolutely. God I think God installed that in us. Absolutely. I we agree. Do. Yeah. So what we're getting at is that you don't have to know enough about Jesus to talk about him. Knowing him is 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 enough just mm-hmm. knowing jesus you don't need to know all about him but, but if you do know him that's good yeah and so i want to say like how does this relate well a matchstick doesn't produce much light as a matter of fact if you were to walk outside around lunchtime and strike it no one would notice but if you were to walk outside at midnight and strike a match mm. people would be able to see the light from far away it's really the setting that makes all the difference you may feel as though you know almost nothing about Jesus, but if you were to take 
even the tiniest light of Jesus to those in the dark about him, it would make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the people in our lives who, who don't know Jesus at all, who are going through hard things, need Jesus the most. Mm-hmm. We don't realize it because we say, like, I don't want to offend. I don't want to push on someone. But if you're speaking of someone who has love and grace and mercy, I find this generation that is growing up today, they're way more receptacle of Jesus. Like, if you were to bring just the Bible to them, not as much. But if you were to bring Jesus to them, they're much more receptacle of him because they mm-hmm. say, oh, Jesus was a cool guy. He, like, loved people. He cared for yeah. But actually showing them who Jesus was and being like, well, actually, this, show them who Jesus was and tell them about your experience with Jesus. I think that that makes a difference because then people hear it and they're like, well, that's something I didn't think about or I didn't hear before. Um, and, you know, I think what we can do with this is, you know, pray for opportunities that we can share with with people. Mm-hmm. Pray that God can put people in our lives that we can bring this love of Jesus to that we have experienced. Because if if we're in the dark mm-hmm. and we and we turn the light on, and there's a bunch of people outside, and let's just say we're in a really big big room mm-hmm. and like a massive warehouse or something, and there's there's a light you can turn on. Do we just kind of go and put ourselves around the light and just kind of say, no one else can have it. I'm just going to hold the light. No. No, we want it to shine so we yeah. can bring, you know, comfort and peace to others. No one likes being in the dark. We bring comfort and peace to others and allow for that light to be able to shine into other people mm-hmm. and bring people around and draw people in. That's what that light is. Jesus does that with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at our church community. The reason we are here yep. is Jesus. Yeah. Jesus brings these communities of people together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that what I want to encourage us to do is to not hide that light, mm-hmm. not under a bushel, but, you know, not to... <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. Yeah, but to let it shine, to let <laughs> yeah. that light shine and to to really shine that light into other people's lives. And sh- and I think, I think that you will find opportunities. So I think yeah. that I what I'm getting from what you're saying is not to go out and be like necessarily Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Like that be your initial contact with people, but to live in such a way that people are drawn to you and then you can tell them also, not that you shouldn't tell them about Jesus right off the bat. That's not what I'm getting at, but But do you know what I mean? We need to build a relationship as well. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with building a relationship and then introducing people to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's a good challenge today, Wes. Thank you very much. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Wes, you can reach him at Wes at WayneFleetBIC.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me at Julie at WayneFleetBIC.com. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Bye.